0: Hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber coming to you. This is the Word of the King. Ecclesiastes chapter eight verse four says, "Where the word of a king is, there is power, and who may say unto him, What doest thou?" Today, on the Word of the King, we will be proclaiming from the King James AV sixteen eleven a message of healing from Saint Luke chapter four verse eighteen and nineteen. I would like to now have a word of the, a word of prayer here now, the word of the king, before we get started with this message of healing from St. Luke, chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I think of how Jesus Christ himself proclaimed how the spirit of the Lord was upon him and had anointed him, to preach the gospel to the poor, Lord, I pray, dear God, for every one of my listeners, dear God, that they would, dear God, present themselves as they are, dear God, poor in spirit before you, dear God, as they hear this message, dear God, and Lord, I also just pray, dear Lord God, that you would, Lord God, uh, please, Lord, uh, minister to hearts, dear Lord God, uh, through this message. Thank you, dear God, for the recovery of sight, dear God, to the blind, whereby you cause the blind to see, dear Lord God, and you rebuke the devourer, you rebuke the devil, the God of this world, who would otherwise keep their hearts and minds blinded to the gospel by speaking the light of the glorious gospel of Christ into their hearts. Thank you, dear God, that you spoke that glorious light, the gospel of Jesus Christ, into my heart. Lord God, I pray, dear God, that you would speak it into the hearts of those, dear God, who have yet to receive that light, dear God, through this message. Lord God, for those that have already received that light, for those who have already been set free from captivity by Jesus Christ, who led captivity captive, Lord God, that it would be their heart's desire, Lord God, as it is your desire, dear God, to draw men to the one who has led captivity captive, and that, dear God, you would just use this message to provoke them all the more to a greater love for the one who led captivity captive, the Lord Jesus Christ, and a greater fear of you, the triune Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And may you now just be honored and glorified in the exhortation towards your elect who have already been quickened by your Spirit, and also the proclamation of the gospel of your kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to those, dear God, who have yet to be drawn of you, the Father, under the Son. Draw souls now by your everlasting love, Father, under the Son, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. In the King James Bible here, I read from St. Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 17 through 19. And there was delivered unto him, speaking of Jesus, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me, to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, Preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of covering of sight to the blind, who set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, even as this passage was fulfilled in the ears of those who heard it proclaimed by Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ being the fulfillment of it, this was ultimately fulfillment of what is written in the book of Isaiah, chapter 61 verses one through three where it is written prophet isaiah writing under inspiration of the god of israel prophesying of the messiah the christ jesus yeshua as his name is said in hebrew the spirit of the lord is upon me because he because the lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound verse two to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Verse 3, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. When I think of trees of righteousness, I'm reminded of St. Luke 43, and verse 44, where Jesus Christ himself proclaimed, For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doeth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. In verse 44 of St. Luke 6, For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. Now, if you're a tree of righteousness, we see here in the context of Isaiah 61, verse 3, that men are likened unto trees in the Bible. If you are a tree of righteousness, then you are ultimately going to be bringing forth fruit, the obedience of, unto fruit of righteousness. And if you're not bringing forth obedience unto fruit of righteousness, then ultimately, you are a tree of unrighteousness. And Jesus Christ declared that those who were not planted of the Father will at the last be plucked up and cast into the fire. John the Baptist proclaimed about how the axe was going to be laid to the root of the tree. If you're not a tree of righteousness, you must repent and seek the God of righteousness, that you might be found a tree of righteousness, lest the axe be laid to you at the last, and you be cut off and cast into the everlasting fire, where there is weeping well and gnashing of teeth. Jesus, he said that he was anointed by the Spirit to preach the gospel to the poor, reminded of how Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. In St. Luke chapter 6, verse 20, Jesus proclaimed, and he lifted up his Eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. James 2, 5. It is written, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? Every sinner by nature is poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. They got nothing to offer God. Those who have fallen in Adam, as descendants of Adam, have nothing good to offer God. Romans 3:10 says, There is none righteous, no not one. Isaiah 64, verse 6 says, We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. When Jesus speaks of him being anointed by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, anointed, that has to do with being empowered, or given power from on high, by the God who is on high, and Jesus, he came to do the will of his Father in heaven, even to lay down his life as a sacrifice for the sins of the world, Colossians one fourteen speaks of Jesus in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And when I consider Second Corinthians eight verses eight and nine, second Corinthians chapter eight verses eight and nine, it is written there, Apostle Paul writing to the Church of Corinth, I speak not by a commandment, but by occasion of the forness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich, and those riches, but whereby we're made rich through the poverty of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking of spiritual riches, riches in heaven, heavenly riches, that we do possess here and now by Christ Jesus, the hope, and hope of glory in us. Ephesians 1.7, speaking of Christ, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, Ephesians 1.18 speaks of the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Saints, those who were saved in a New Testament salvation. New Testament salvation being that salvation which is of the Lord through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ and his resurrection alone. Indeed, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, that any man should boast. But I consider how, indeed, every single one of us, by nature, as sinners, are poor in spirit before God. I'm reminded of Psalm 39, verse 5. Behold, thou hast made my days as in hand-breath, and mine ages as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. That word vanity implies unprofitable, empty. Continuing on here. Think of how Jesus proclaimed how he was sent to heal the brokenhearted. Psalm 147, verse 2. Declares, the Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcast of Israel. Verse 3 of Psalm 147 says, He healeth the broken in heart, and bindeth up their wounds. Even as Jesus Christ proclaimed how he was sent by God to heal the broken heart, so he heals the broken heart, and he binds up their wounds. As the God of Israel manifests in the flesh, Jesus Christ himself declared, Blessed are they that mourn, for they should be comforted. Have you truly mourned over your sinful state before a holy God? If you have truly mourned in such a manner, by way of such a godly sorrow, the work of repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of, it is the gift of you, the gift of the living God that has been granted to you, even as faith itself is a gift. And for those of you who have not mourned in such a manner, of your sinful state before a holy God, may God grant it unto you, may he give it unto you from heaven, to mourn in such a manner today, as a result of what you are hearing. And for those of you, who have, again, experienced that mourning by way of godly sorrow, the work of repentance and the salvation not to be repented of, may you be pursuing all the more a greater holiness in your life daily, and may we all, as children of the living God, be mourning all the more over the sin that doeth so easily beset us and is at work in us by way of our flesh, that nature that we have that uh, as a result of the fall will always be enmity against God, when I think of how Jesus was sent to heal the broken heart, and how he healed the broken heart, and bindeth up their wounds as the God of Israel, the Messiah, I'm reminded of how the hearts of sinners, the hearts of men, have been broken by original sin. Romans 5, verse 12. Wherefore is by one man, speaking of Adam, sin entered into the world of death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Psalm 51, verse 5. King David himself, at the time of repentance, was... Weeping over this matter of original sin and how indeed all have been touched by it. When he wrote, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Yes, the hearts of sinners have been broken by original sin. For as in Adam all died, and even so in Christ shall all be made alive. We're told also in Romans chapter 5 in the context that, for as by one man's disobedience, speaking of Adam, many were made sinners. Praise be to God for the obedience of Jesus Christ, whereby many are made righteous through faith in Him and Him alone. The hearts of sinners broken by original sin, and the condemnation of God's law written on their hearts. Romans chapter 2, verse 11 through 16. Romans chapter 2, verses 11 through 16. And I think about this matter of the hearts of sinful men broken by the law of God written on their heart. Again, There is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good, and sinneth not. In the times of this ignorance, God winked at, and now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. For all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Romans 2, starting in verse 11. For there is no respect of persons with God. Verse 12. For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law, reference to the Gentiles. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law, reference to the Jew, to whom the oracles of God were committed. Verse 13, not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Again, I'm reminded of how in the book of Galatians it is written, For cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. For as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, we're told. Verse 14 of Romans 2, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law, are a law unto themselves. Verse 15, which shew the work of the law written in their hearts their conscience also bearing witness in their thoughts the meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another. Verse 16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel, consider the golden rules they call it. Jesus said the first and greatest commandment, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. You failed, dear listener. I failed. Proof of that is the fact that we sin in the first place, for all sin comes short of the glory of God. Think of the second commandment, which is like unto it, the second greatest commandment. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus said that on those two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, and yet you fail to keep both. You're not always done unto others as you would have them do unto you. No. Man, by nature, he's a respecter of persons. There is no respect of persons with God. He will judge all men righteously in the end, according to his righteous holy nature. Are you prepared to face God, or are you still, as a transgressor, dead in your trespasses and sins? When I consider thou shalt have no other gods before me. Who or what God are you serving today? Who or what do you look to for peace in this life and in the life to come? That's your God. Even if it be money, even if it be pleasure, Oh, well, Word of God talks about those who are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Whosoever should keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Revelation 21.8 says, But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. One lie is all it takes to make you a liar. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. All you got to do is disobey your mommy and your daddy one time when they tell you something that's for your own good. And you reap the consequences, not just here and now, but as a transgressor eternally before the living God, except you be born again of the Spirit of God, by grace through faith, and that not of yourself, justified freely. Through the redemption that is in our Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt not covet that which is thy neighbor's. The covetous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, we're told. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Use the name of Jesus Christ, use the name of God, in a way that is empty, without holy purpose, such as when you're joking around with your friends, or in a moment of rage, or even sitting in the pew, mentioning his name in the context of a song, but not caring one bit about what you're singing, just going through the motions. Oh yeah, that's a way you can use the Lord's name in vain, too. you religious sinner? Yeah. That's all blasphemy. It's all blasphemy. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of any likeness, of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I the Lord thy God, I am a jealous God. Hey, you may not be bound down to statues of Mary. You may not be bound down to statues of Buddha, or statues of Krishna, or any other so-called God out there in this world. But you do bow down to that image. You see when you look in the mirror, it's called humanism. Again, serving yourself the creature above the creator the living God who is blessed forever. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus said, whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Fornicators shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Thou shalt not kill. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Thou shalt remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Make time for God. Make time for God. How many of you don't even take time out to set time aside for God one day out of the week. And yet he's worthy of every day as Lord and Savior. Yes. You need the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son that cleanseth us from all sin. Is your faith in him and in him alone? Here is the power. Power, wonder-working power that is in the blood, saved by the blood of the crucified
1: one. Saved by the blood. sin and the new work begun, sing
0: I live, yet not I The life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God Who loved me and gave himself for me I do not frustrate the grace of God For if righteousness come by the law Then Christ is dead in vain And yeah, the good God, Jesus Christ Manifest in the flesh He had to die Because you and I, who by nature, are no good <laughs> Praise God and Him Remain righteous before Him It is written Again, Jesus said in in St. Luke 4, verse 18, to preach deliverance to the captives. He was sent for that purpose, to preach deliverance to the captives. St. John, chapter 8, verse 31 through 36. St. John 8, verse 31 through 36, reads, Then said Jesus to to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth ever. Verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Now in verse 35, Jesus talks about the servant not abiding in the house forever. In the scriptures, the human body is a type of house for the soul of man. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 Peter talks about this earthly house. And indeed, dear listener, you and I, we're not going to abide in these physical bodies, these physical earthly houses forever. Hebrews 9.27 declares, And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. Verse 28. So Christ was also once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Speaking of that, name of Jesus. Now, you, by nature, as a sinner, are the servant of sin. I, by nature, as a sinner, was the servant of sin. And as the servant of sin, you are in bondage to sin, and the author of sin, was none other than the devil, the father of all lies, the author of sin himself, as the God of this world, and according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, wherefore he, speaking of the Lord, saith, when he, speaking of Jesus, ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Praise God, hallelujah. Jesus, who has power over captivity, gives it unto us who receive his redemption. He gives us power over captivity, even as he has power over captivity. And this is the faith which overcometh the world, the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith, we're told in 1 John. And the faith that overcometh the world is the faith of Jesus Christ. And in his faith, we have the victory that overcomes the world. Continuing on, St. Luke four eighteen, Jesus Christ declared, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him to preach and recovery of sight to the blind. Second Corinthians 4, verse 3, 4, we're told that if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the glorious light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Has the glorious light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shined unto you, dear listener? I know it shine unto me, and if it hasn't shined unto you, ho, oh, may today be the day that God gives it unto you from heaven. For it to shine unto you, for it is written in St. John 3, 27, man can receive nothing except to be given unto him from heaven. James 1, 17, 18, it is written, Every good and perfect gift cometh down from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. Of his own will, Begot he, he us with the word of truth. We should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So, your soul, blinded by the darkness of the prince of darkness, may God speak light into your soul. And may he, this day, give you recovery of sight as one who was blind, may he cause you to see. Luke 4.18 Jesus Christ declared, The Spirit of the Lord was upon to set at liberty them that are bruised. Genesis 3.15 first great prophecies and scriptures concerning the suffering of Christ and the victory that was going to be uh, achieved by way of his sufferings over the serpent, the devil. God declared our parents in the presence of our parents to the serpent who deceived them, I will put enmity between me and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Oh, Jesus Christ, though his heel had to be bruised, Due to our sins, he indeed had bruised the head of the serpent, and so Satan should be bruised under our feet shortly. Rejoice, child of God. He has no power over you. He has no power over me. Isaiah 53, verse 5 and 6 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. For all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. St. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. O oh, soul, you who have tasted the serpent of sin and the sting of death, and yet have not been delivered, may today be the day that God gives it unto you from heaven to have power with the serpent of sin, to have power of the sting of death, for death no more shall have any sting on you, even as you were found in him, Jesus Christ, whom death has no dominion over, and so death will have no dominion over you, praise God. St. Luke 4:19. Jesus Christ went on to declare that he was sent to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And even so it is written, now is the accepted time, today is the day of salvation. Most not thyself tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth, but told in the book of Proverbs, we're told he that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, not without remedy. All may it be given unto you, and even as it is, even as you're being drawn with God the Father, even as you feel the weight of sin bearing down on you, may you come unto Jesus, for it's written, St. John 1, 12, 13, To as many as received him, to them give ye power, become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. John the Baptist proclaimed, He that believeth on him, the Son, hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. Oh, but thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised me from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For indeed, Hebrews 9.22 proclaims, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. But praise God, the blood of the New Testament has been shed in the person of Jesus Christ. And his blood is availed for me, and his blood will avail for you, it is sufficient, my friend. Call upon him, that you might be found no longer an enemy, but a friend of God. Revelation 20, 14, 15. It is written, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And finally, Jesus Christ declared, St. John 3.18, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today, and thou shalt be saved. This has been the Word of the King. Call upon him. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Until next time, God bless you and yours.